0: Hello and welcome to the appointment podcast. I'm your host Nadia and this is your late night early morning appointment with yourself. In this podcast we'll be delving into the world of female sexual pleasure, how to get it and if you've got it, how to make it better. it's me again Nadia so I think I'm just an excitable person because every single time I do a podcast I'm like so excited to meet the next guest but I'm always excited to meet women who want to talk about sex as much as I want to so today I am joined by Jeanette Davis she is a co-founder of Scarlet Ladies an oversharer and a masturbation evangelist that's like a big thing I would say I'm the same I'm really like you know if if you know me, you know too much about me. <laughs> and don't think that there's anything about me that you don't know. I've told you everything. <laughs> but I'll let you talk about yourself and what
1: you do in your own words. Okay, um, I'm Jeanette, as <laughs> Nadia somebody said. <laughs> um, I co-founded Scarlet Ladies with Sarah, um, who's now a step down, but I'm the some now the person who runs Scarlet Ladies. The Chief Pleasure Seeker? <laughs> yes, I'm the Chief Pleasure Seeker, and that name actually came from because that's kind of my main thing or what my mission is, is to encourage women to enjoy pleasure and to explore their sexuality and be more empowered. Um, and so I started Sky Scott Ladies in 2015 and Scott Ladies is just a community for women to connect, explore and develop around their sexuality and be more empowered. And that's my
0: main that's thing. That's your thing? Yeah. Okay, we're going to get into Scott Ladies in a bit. Yeah. Um, but if you feel like you might have recognised uh, oh. Jeanette's voice, she's like cringing, but you got it. Eh? Um Damn. Jeanette has been on Channel 4's The Super Orgasm, which came out, I think, in 2017. Um, and I did watch that and I was in awe with frigging jealousy, to be honest, because I am not super <laughs> orgasmic. And I think maybe AM appointment and, you know, the appointment podcast has been born out of my <laughs> sexual frustrations. I'm just always seeking something else. And I've done a lot of work, you know, on myself. But the women on these programmes were having literally... Way more orgasms. Way more <laughs> orgasms. Yeah, there was one lady that was having, like, 60 orgasms back yeah. to back. Yeah. So um, what exactly is a super orgasm?
1: Okay. So I, based on obviously what the documentary showed and what my experience with the other ladies were, well, and the stories I've heard, as God ladies, <laughs> um, I think that a super orgasm is basically like a multi-orgasmic experience. experience. It's just when you're able to have, obviously for, when they were obviously searching, they wanted us, they wanted to make sure that we, there was women who were having quite a lot of orgasms. But the tricky thing is with female orgasms, it's a lot more complex because... One of the things that I had to do was the MRI scanner.
0: Yeah, and, I saw
1: that. Yeah, and the thing was just that I was pretty much the only woman there that they could actually, um, like be able to kind of why experiment on and actually see the orgasms. But why
0: just you? There was because
1: like... of my description of what my orgasm was. Oh, all the women had different experiences, and some of them will call it call it waves. My one, my one was what they would class as the scientific orgasm. What is that? So mean? it was to do with the contractions, the heart rate, all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And so and
0: it, obviously for my one it was just like it's a peak
1: and then it drop. where some of the women called it away. For, so you mean
0: like um you kind of it's like back to back maybe. So like you have an orgasm and it goes down and then you have an orgasm. Yeah so
1: the, the my one will go down like completely, completely. drop it will completely it will end. You're done, you're done, and then that. I have to start again. Whereas with some of the women, it, it doesn't drop and just come all, it kind of drops and then picks back up and this becomes, they'll class it as a wave, like this wave of of, mm. of pleasure. So when so, they were doing, it, go
0: on. Just a quick question. So when you said yours would stop, do you mean that, and you'd have to build it back up, do you mean that it would stop and you'd have to build up the orgasm, like, oh my God, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, and then have it? Or is it just the wave, that like, the orgasm just comes again? Um, well
1: for because obviously this one wasn't with a partner. Partners are different a different experience for me. But for me to when I'm masturbate, for me to have the multiple orgasms, it has it basically has to kind of like end. So you get to the peak, you have the climax, it's like, oh my god. And then it then you get that oh Yeah. And yeah. then you just and you continue to masturbate mm-hmm. or do whatever and then you get the climax again. Mm-hmm. So it's just so that was basically what it was and they felt like with the other women they couldn't get the measurements because they needed to be they able to s- see when it starts to and see where it starts and finish to basically uh. say this is a this is an orgasm this is a new orgasm. Mm. Whereas for some of the women it would seem more for continuous orgasm. I My mean, one was
0: a- they both sound freaking fantastic. Like one <laughs> long one. I suppose <laughs> one most-
1: really long one I was just going up in the Yeah but I think
0: after one really long one i probably just need to sleep for a few days Ooh. because I mean sometimes I am just wasted after yeah. like a really intense one. Yeah. To think that there's no relief between it I don't know, I know, yeah. Ten seconds mm. is that that you have, there's no relief, it's just one continuous one. I feel like you need to eat, you need to have some water.
1: <laughs> Rehydrate,
0: yeah. To hydrate and moisturize. <laughs> <so> moisturize <much. laughs>
1: have a breather. Have eat, a breather. Go, go to the toilet, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that,
0: yeah. So how did you find your experience um being measured and you know, poked and prodded oh, in like an MRI you know, oh. scientifically? Because there's not been a lot of research done on female sexual pleasure in general, so... Mm
1: -hmm. Um, It was interesting, because initially when we got approached for it, it wasn't about us. It wasn't... I was never planning to do that. I'm a really shy person in
0: general. Okay. Um, (laughs) I kind of just looked... I kind of made eye contact with someone that wasn't in the room, (laughs) because (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'm sorry if you say so. (laughs) I am. I'm a
1: really really shy, I'm actually a really private person. Mm -hmm. Um... And that's something with our community, they probably will notice that because I'm a lot more, where we say was someone that was very much out there, I kind of sat in the background and, this, you know, so I did not want to do it. And I have from really bad anxiety as well. Mm. So I remember they were just like, um, so they contacted us and we were like, members, no, it's like, no, we don't, we basically aren't a company that's going to say, hey, so is our member community contact? So they approached you as a company, as a company, no, okay. as a company to say, do you have women? We do get contacts that like, like... do you have women who will be interested in something like this? Can mm-hmm. you share it to them? So we were just like, no, we don't. But then Sarah was just like, oh, Janelle, you have multiple orgasms. Why don't you try? And I was just like, oh, well. Yeah, well no they're probably not
0: going to pick me. But, we yeah, were just, okay.
1: but then I kind of just went along. Before I knew it, they were just like, you're on oh, the TV you, you're, on you're in your house. <laughs> no, it's not even that. The, 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 the first shoot was actually in, they were just like, okay, come down. And we have to meet all of the women and sit down. And have this whole conversation, like, me all the women for the first time, have this conversation, and they were talking about our experiences and stuff like that, and I remember that was, was like, shh, shit, so can I can't see
0: that. You could say, you, oh, shit. maybe you can swear as much as you okay, want. Okay, fine, come know. on. We're oh, talking that. about masturbation, yeah, like, you could say shit, shit. Can I say that? Yeah, like, we um, shit and we <laughs> masturbate, it's fine.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so basically they were just like, okay... On that first time and I just realized there was all these cameras, there was bright lights, there was everywhere. it was like, and oh too God, real now. I you probably like, signed the contract, you put it out there. That, that same day, they were just like <laughs> you have to sign the non the whatever it is, non-disclosure, whatever yeah, it is. NDA. Keep, yeah, keep it to yourself and you, should, you basically mean that like, you're now in it, blah blah and I remember I was just like, What the fuck f Did I didn't do? <laughs> <What laughs> now, now, now I'm legally yeah. obligated to do this. Like, <laughs> before that I had to obviously make sure I was telling my mum about me talking on this and I remember I said to my mum, like my mum was just like, Well you Know it's tied up to you. I can't tell you what to do. You're someone who, like, you know, <laughs> you're gonna scot ladies. I can't tell you what to do. So, how
0: did she, how's your family? So, your mum seems to like actually been quite cool mm-hmm. about it, but how's your family been about you being so open with my sexuality? With your sexuality? Yeah, um, because we're both in well you wouldn't know never said it, but we're both from Sierra Leone. yeah. So, that's in which West Africa, out, eh? which we just found out, which is in West Africa, which is a pretty chill country which is probably why it's one of the poorest countries in the world. <laughs> they're, but so they're so chill like <laughs> but, um, It is very heavily either Christian or Muslim yeah. and I know amongst my um peers in the family it's not something that you really talk yeah. about. No. My mum's super cool but I, I would just wonder like what how your family's Yeah.
1: It. I think I am someone who kind of does my own thing most of the time. I think everyone that sees me as this extremist um person. Like this, this the odd board in the family. So I think everyone's just like, oh, That's it's just another thing. It's just what it. it's
0: just. It's just it's, you know this is like, whatever. Like, Did you feel embarrassed, like, if you huh? thought that they watched it, like, I, I was
1: just... traumatized. that remember when it came out? And the first time Annie came, out with my boy cousin. I've got lots of boys in the family, and there's only a few girls, but one of them. Sent me a screenshot of the Sun newspaper. Oh no, With and it's a Sun newspaper. Off of it, um, you know the super orgasm, um, you know this. I mentioned um my religion once in there, and they collected that and that categorized me as this religious person. Oh, You know, really? a religious woman um blames um says God gave her orgasms, and then it was oh, you it's that. is yeah. <laughs> And my and my boy cousin sent me a screenshot of. It. I was just, I was hanging out the rest of my cousins. And I sent me a screenshot of it. It was just like, "There you are." What do you even do
0: It's just like I was just
1: like mortified. And it was like a whole conversation. And he was just like, "What are you doing? You know, you even use God in this? Like, who uses God in he... my orgasm?" Was he?
0: Is he a religious person? Or
1: <laughs> my family's not like religious. Nobody goes to church every Sundays, but it's still kind of like even though you don't, you took it too far. Yeah, too <laughs> <far. laughs> you took it too far. You took it too far. like. like it was a whole thing. It was just... And it's, oh. this, there's still part of the jokes. It's just like, oh. oh, you know, this is my cousin, the famous... The famous Master person. want to find out... Go on, you know. But do you like know what? Out. When it comes
0: to things like that, I don't mind... Okay, I, I don't like being... The, I am the first to laugh at people, but I, I've got to admit, I don't oh. like jokes on so myself. So I, I get... Really serious, which probably makes people want to laugh, but my seriousness yeah, for real. Don't fucking laugh at me. (laughs) It's really bad. And I'll have to go away. But I actually don't mind even being in that position of people being the one to ask me all the questions or kind of making a bit of a joke about what I talk about or what I do, Mm. because if that means that you feel a bit more comfortable talking about it or asking questions and learning, then I will be that person for you, especially in a african family a yeah. traditional african family
1: yeah. i don't my family is not like that the, the boys i spent so much so much of my time the boys and men whatever you want to call them because sometimes i feel like they're boys anyway mm. um <laughs> they are um I, I think a woman talking about the sexuality me talk me, they're talking about women in certain ways and i say i mean it's, i feel they just feel they don't take me seriously in that way they just feel like i'm just this angry feminist, uh, sex what is positive angry? woman who's always trying to correct them, and you know, they talk about uh, when they're talking about sex and women, I'm kind of just like, you know, well, they're yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they talk about how this woman enjoyed on that. Like, most probably, she probably didn't even put out an organism <laughs> because, uh, you know, the way you're talking about, you obviously don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, she so get managed to. You've embarrassed them, that that's probably what it is. Yeah. You've embarrassed so- them. <laughs> In front of the other cousins, I yeah. made them think. Oh, so. I don't care because sometimes I have to like pipe them down because it's kind of like. Yeah. You guys are, you know, grown men. You should be more aware of the sh- of the shit you're doing. Mm. And I'm not gonna sit here and just listen to you chat proper crap. Like when no. I know for a fact that you know from what you said, you just sound like a
0: lot of guys who are literally clueless. So. Literally, I just shoved a finger in her, dried up and dirty nails. Yeah. Like and all the, about for a bit the, and the and conversation about, what... the conversation
1: when they talk about, oh, you know, she wasn't wet or something. No, 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 no they have the conversation. She wasn't wet. Um... But it's just like, no, she wasn't wet because
0: you are shit. So. You 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 sh- just, and you literally just kissed her, put your whole face on yes. her, like, put your finger in her and thought, this exactly, is it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It takes so, a little bit more than that. I had a guy, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the podcast, said it, he's one of this, I was young, and I was young, but I was young enough to know that this is not right, and it was a facepalm moment, but he said to me, and I swear to God, he said, when women are in labour, they must be sexually aroused because their vaginas get wet. So you do, the way you're looking in the corner and thinking, like, you know you know that meme where the woman is up kind of doing the maths? Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to calculate the stupidity of that question. Of that
0: I at that age, I must have been about 18, and I didn't have the, the language mm. to correct, so I just never spoke to him again. Yeah. Because he had two children by that point, so he <sighs> should have known better, but yeah. Yeah, so good for you for correcting your cousin. Yeah, I no,
1: I I try to do that, but I think I'm it's at a point where I think a lot of people, in my family members, just think, oh here we, here she
0: goes again, uh, and you know another yeah.
1: another person. But do you know what, even if that's
0: people. what they, they think, and even if they roll their eyes or whatnot, I do believe that by you talking about or speaking up, that there is a part of them that is probably. Hearing, but maybe not listening right now, mm. and maybe they will go away and think about it, yeah. which is the best that you can do, is that you, yeah. maybe you would go away and think yeah. about it. you know. I do probably think they
1: probably do listen to me in some sort of way. They probably just will never, ever, ever... They don't want to give you the satisfaction. If, yeah, they'll never give me the satisfaction of knowing they listen to me. Yeah. Because, <laughs> so I, I understand that I'll leave them to it. But I do know that some uh, my, my female cousins have said that they are more comfortable talking about sex to me and with me, yeah? Mm. Or I'm open... Them up to being able to be more comfortable talking about sex, and I think that's really good. That's really good. So even if the guys are completely just being obnoxious, at least I happen... And do you know, <laughs> I'm what? just cool. completely this my family here. No, no, no. I love <laughs> them to <laughs> bits. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't But they're know. family still. But you know what?
0: That's good because if 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 the conversation is that women are listening and are feeling more comfortable talking to other women about sex mm-hmm. and masturbation and stuff like that, eventually it will trickle back to the men in their lives that yeah. maybe are not ready to have that conversation. Exactly. So if, you, if they're in a relationship with a, a, some someone with a penis and they're like, actually no, I'm I don't quite like that or I yeah. figured that I prefer it this way, then it can only be good for whoever they're in a relationship yeah. with. So yeah. yeah, you you are doing good, especially within your family, even yeah. if it feels like banging. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um one thing that I had in common with you when I I watched back the show and and a previous podcast, I did say I had to overcome it because I got stranded on holiday one day. But you had to kind of masturbate in a MIRI place oh. where they could like scan your brain and everything to see your why differently. But you weren't allowed to use any toys or yeah. porn or anything like that. It's a panic, it's pure panic. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Yeah. How, I mean, how, how, Probably how really did you it. overcome it's, that? It's called
1: practicing. I had to, for that, for that documentary, I probably had—I don't know how many orgasms I had for that. It was basically a month of shooting, but I I practiced a lot because a lot of the times we had to do four different tests. So the the one the, the easiest one was when you had to do it on your own. Mm. So they kind of give you your saliva swabs or whatever it was, and you have to like collect it, and put it in the freezer, and then the person they had like a collector a person that would come and collect it from you. Now, when you do in your on your at home, nobody films nothing like that. Then obviously the next one is that you have like the butt plug, which which checks your contractions,
0: and the butt plug. Yeah, basically. So like even a, if you're not into anal, you're gonna be into anal yeah, now. Yeah, exactly.
1: So it's kind of like a a the thing you put in your butt, uh, mm-hmm. and then they have to check your contractions and and also check your um, I don't even know what else. I can't remember what else because I was so longer, but it was definitely contractions. I it not it's sweats or something like that. Or pop or some secretions and stuff. Maybe
0: your heart rate. And yeah, and
1: we had about you know, how many people was in the in the actual spec, not in this room with me. Obviously you I had a camera and then you in front of the camera and the camera was looking at you, then you had a the doctor outside in the other room and then you had the, the camera team and oh my God, the producers so right outside yeah so it's
0: nothing like your natural setting it's not like a natural setting you mm-hmm. kind of on a couch
1: bed like a hospital bed or whatever it is oh man. and then you just have them there watching your your test or whatever it was and then and then another one where you watch this screen of um different so it kind of bounces from porn to a wildlife um show, what,
0: what the hell? Which what? is
1: to test. That's to, been Tricky. To chest. So basically, you basically put this thing in, which is basically like a, I think mean, it's like a tampon. I can't remember. No, Please but hold talking. on, hold on.
0: It it goes from porn to animal so to
1: animal. So basically, to see like to kind of which the idea is to make it completely non-sexual. With David Attenborough it's like talking. I mean, little. that's kind so of. So it's like a guy fully having sex. Like two couples, guy that's women so having sex. And then you're, like, for a few minutes, and then you will bounces onto, like, a wildlife programme.
0: But what if you're in the middle of, like, oh, my God, you're on your wave, and then it's just... I That's know, the Deborah thing. No, you're, not, you're not
1: masturbating to that. No, you're not mas- oh, oh, hold on. Okay. The first one with the butt plug. Oh, OK. You're not masturbating. Because I was thinking you're, there's white you it, wires. You watch it before, and then... So before that, you have to watch all of these awful things, basically, like, put you in... Plat- like, basically, like, drop your... Sexual
0: all of thing. these awful things yeah basically it's just
1: like things they won't even tell you like sometimes it's, not, it's basically not to things that are not supposed to arouse you kind mm. of i can't remember what all of that what some of them were it was just like not nice things to watch and um <laughs> and then after that then you have to like it's all about your mind and then you have to basically imagine the orgasm and i do remember some of the women didn't have orgasms but i'm not surprised because they, That's
0: not it, even there's natural so many
1: people. It's not natural. You could just put some mat- politics, exactly, maybe. Right? Exactly, Why does it not nice You back. masturbate when you, when you want to masturbate because you're horny, not because you've been told you have to masturbate. And, have an orgas- mm. and that day, I was actually really ill. I had a stomach mm. bug. Oh, so you're just
0: not even...
1: No, I did have an orgasm. Yeah, but your, yeah, your but mind is not I there. Like yeah, so. I had an awful to.
0: stomach bug. Like, just
1: before I had to go to the toilet, and people were just like, right now, what blonde? <laughs> I was oh, like,
0: oh, "Ah, You probably need to go to the toilet. put the fuck's like that before? Butt plugs into your sofa oh that's one thing, but just to know that there's an anal probe Isn't and there's cameras exactly, and that would make me nervous. And so when I get nervous, I want to shit. Yeah, that's just me personally. It's, so. No, it's true. <laughs>
1: I, I have serious I have IBS. Okay, so when I say stomach bug, it was basically my yeah. IBS was playing yeah, no, I, I out so. and so it was just like probably because I was nervous and I probably ate food that I wasn't eating like before I found exactly the details. But when I had a stomach bug, because even to get to the, the, the place, I was just like, oh my god, after being an hour going back and forth on trains to get to her. Mm. How am I going to cope? And I got that, I went straight to the toilet. And then we're just like, Jeanette, time for shooting. No, 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 I, haven't I, no like, I haven't wiped properly I haven't. yet. And, was like, and then it's got this pink, um, you know, bop log. And was no, like, you're thinking, hey, I'm you going to put things on it. When I take it off, because I haven't finished wiping. Everyone <laughs>
0: has hey, well, pop that in there for you. No, that's, that just sounds like the most unsexy and uh, unnatural way it to have an orgasm it wasn't
1: sexy because then the next one which was you have to kind of like you know, once you get arousal and see how much um, how aroused your, arousal your um, vagina gets and so wetness and, and pulsations and stuff like that they basically found that I didn't have any kind of stop point between David Attenborough <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just
0: aroused all the way through oh <laughs> I was saying? just like
1: you can't my arousal because you put on David Attenborough yeah because right. you know, and to be honest <laughs>
0: David Attenborough was... has a very calming voice exactly which will make you feel calm and listener. there was
1: wildlife and there was trees and stuff most natural, think, so... natural
0: thank you and one
1: with nature
0: yeah. but it might make you start questioning like yeah. Yeah. maybe yeah. there's some of the stuff no. that you're exactly <laughs> but
1: then the MRI was probably the hardest one because I'm claustrophobic oh my gosh yeah and I remember when I got told because they asked me to do it, and it was like, well, you're the, I, we, you're the only one I can, we feel like you can. And obviously, with the other ladies, not all of them wanted to be filmed whilst they were doing Because obviously, there's a scene, there's there's the bit where you see me masturbate itself, like not in the MRI, in this other, oh. like, whatever, room. Mm-hmm. And none of the other women wanted to do that. That's the reason why like, oh, no. <laughs> So, <laughs> so they didn't put me yeah. kind of, <laughs> in. And I was the only care. one I was <laughs> like, yeah, let's
0: do it. <laughs> And um, I signed your, your life away. We I signed <laughs> my life away because it's just like <laughs> you probably ticked the box that said the extra things. I uh, you know, know exactly. Me.
1: I was just not, I was so not clued up. But, um, so the MRI was, I remember because just before I had like a panic attack and they had to come and talk to me, and and I was just like, I was not mm, feeling I was just out. As soon as I saw the MRI scan, I was just like, I could not be enough. This this
0: is like a fucking test to you. But you done well and because you I you had a few orgasms. Yes, yeah. I did. With uh, no porn, no yes. toy, and we nothing. were running
1: behind as well. So we so, yeah, and then we uh, I was supposed to have an hour and a half. I only had forty five minutes. Uh, mm. And so they were literally like, you know, we only have forty five minutes, and uh, I need you to just I we need you to basically do the shift. Right, us. thank I you. I probably could have been a porn star one point in my life, you know? Maybe <laughs> maybe. maybe that's a career that you could kicked to
0: like. It could be lucrative, that, it could, well, I'm just saying. Oh, well, yeah. But um, one of the things that I saw on there that the the research suggested again, because it hasn't really been, like, fully researched, but one of the things that were saying is that um, it could be that the women who were multi-orgasmic uh, entered masturbation or entered an arousal state, aroused state, at a fully charged. So, you know, maybe for me, I might think, oh, you know, maybe I should do this, and mm-hmm. Kind of build myself up, but what they were suggesting is someone like you just went in, boom, there. you just you're on you're on like eight. I'm on two, <laughs> trying to find the right scene to get me to like maybe four, and you're on eight already. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Have you have you heard no. anything like that?
1: Yeah, some women could do. Some of the women could even people who wasn't that. Like, I like my like people I, I've spoken to. They're just like, oh yeah, they watch porn and they like five minutes, they finish, and I'm like. The fuck is this like how long does
0: it take you then i think
1: it's like 10 20 minutes so happen. maybe this is the difference because i think it takes me a lot while but i build myself up on, an orgasm. but i enjoy the pleasure side of an orgasm i don't I the, 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 the the pleasure the build-up build up. i don't like the, the orgasm is great and it's like but it ends and i like the feeling of, of this, the, the, of, the, coming, of, the yeah. of the of the arousal
0: so maybe that's what it is because i think that i can make myself come quite quickly and mm. i learned to just use my hands yeah and, my imagination but i would think it's quite long if it takes me maybe about seven to ten minutes that's quite long for yeah. me so maybe because i'm not maybe you're building up the, the pleasure mm. more more late than i am i'm just going in there like mm. the guy that just fingers you like yeah, later, in. Later, yeah. just going in there yeah. maybe i need to like take time i don't know I mean, maybe that's a thing to think about
1: uh, yeah it could be something to think about i just know that i'm just I do take probably a little bit longer than that. So it's always interesting when I hear that, like, oh yeah, um, you know, they have orgasms they or oh, they more they they're more aroused quite maybe I'm more aroused, but maybe I'm just able to stretch, I, I stretch out. out my orgasms because I just don't for me the the end goal, the orgasm is great. Of course it's just like but it's when it's finished, it's finished. Like yeah. What do you do next? It's like twiddle your tongues for the next
0: yeah, one. So just- it's, and there's that, that period like I can't when I had that orgasm I have to just I need a little bit of a bit of it muscle because too sensitive it's too sensitive
1: exactly and you, like,
0: apparently if you push through that that's where you get like really great orgasms as well yeah. and sometimes I have done that but genuinely something like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of
1: like you're sensitive it really hurts a little bit it hurts a little you bit you have to yeah
0: so um, actually I've had some really bloody great orgasms when I've pushed push past that yeah but yeah. that's only when I've been with a partner that has done that yeah knows to push past yeah that. exactly but by myself i don't think i have the patience yeah hmm. so has your masturbation sessions changed since doing the show so you're learning you've kind of watched yourself back in what you're doing and heard yourself talk do you think that it's changing way? Anyway? i watched myself
1: once in that and that was by yeah. torture <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> that was that was that was because i had to because it was coming out and say so i was like you have to watch it and i was just like no i don't and watching <laughs> with her flatmate the Poor guy. Oh no! <laughs> and he was just like, "Met you before? He's met me. He knows me. <laughs> well, he knows he you now." A, <laughs> oh, no. He was he was so awkward because he was he's quite an awkward guy with it sex. Anyway, oh. so he was I, was I was like, bless him," but um, no, I think um. When I did that documentary, it was really hard for me to really fully enjoy orgasms because of the whole experience. Mm. With that, it you was mean afterwards? Afterwards, yeah. Okay. It was hard for me to really enjoy or, um, masturbating in, in the way that I used to
0: because you're probably thinking about it technically. Yeah, or exactly.
1: Yeah. And it, it's more when you when you're doing it for me, you have to you have to think about timing a lot a lot more. When mm. you know you've got a certain amount of time, if you know there's someone else behind you that has to
0: masturbate. You. <laughs> It's like you know those of bukake. I can't, can't can't pronounce it. Those ones where like all the women have to squirt, yeah, and they squirt on one person. Yeah. I mean, I've heard about it. Look, <laughs> I've seen, like, I heard that this happens, but it's <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. I'm thinking, God, yeah, they have to squirt Ooh. on demand. Ooh. It's like exactly that's a lot. So
1: exactly, so the same thing. So it's that whole thing and there's a camera around? It's just I just it was harder for me to really get back into my carefree orgasms. Mm. Um, Automatic curfew masturbation, where I just did it for pleasure and not Mm. feel like I had to do it. It was was, I found it harder during that period to actually enjoy masturbating. Mm.
0: Slightly different, but I did a GMVQ years ago. Yeah, (laughs) in um, film studies, media studies, and I remember we did like this whole thing. I was like watching films and and whatnot, and I for about a year could not enjoy a film without thinking about the angles and why they've done it like this. And so I couldn't just sit back and enjoy the film yeah, because yeah, yeah. my mind was still thinking about what I'd learned yeah. and stuff like that. It just made the whole experience. Mm. I had to kind of relearn it again. So it sounds kind of similar. Definitely yeah. but similar, but it's just like you're overthinking it now because yeah. you know too much about yeah, it. Yeah, you know
1: too much, yeah. Mm. Definitely, no. And now it definitely let me, let me learn a bit more about porn because I knew that porn was never as straightforward as what you see. Of course, yeah. But then doing that, even though that wasn't really porn in it, it wasn't like you know, but it was still the how the cameras worked and how they angled and how you know. Yeah, I it was one time I had to masturbate. There was this in the beginning of it, you see me having my orgasm face yeah. now, yeah. orgasm. Yeah, yeah. I had to do that twice huh? because they filmed the first time, it didn't, and it was like, Oh, can you do it again? <laughs>
0: And this is I before sleep. I went to bed as well. Oh, oh, was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's too much. Yeah. I mean, do you think that um that show is really excellent in showing women um or showing people about, you know, more orgasmic women and that, you know, this is mm. what they're doing and maybe this is the reason why? But do you also think that maybe it puts a lot of pressure on women? it's just another thing that we're meant to be able to do. Yeah. Like, look, these women can do it and this is how they do it. Do you not? Do you feel sometimes that there's a pressure mm. to be this, like, oh, I can do this and, like, I'm into deep-throating and sucking dick and, you know, <laughs> having cum in my eyes. I like cum in <laughs> my eyes personally. I wear contact lenses. Sort of more. It's not nice. I have to that. throw the whole thing away. They're expensive. You get red so, eye afterwards. <laughs> when too much pressure. <laughs> you have to explain it
1: to your family or anyone you guys say you got a red they eye. in my eye. Like, Do you
0: get what I mean? But do you think that... That shows like that, or the, even though it's like a double edged edged sword where even though it's really great because it really does we want science, we want the facts about these things, but at the same time it's just another expectation on yeah, women. I do, I
1: agree with initially when you read the documentary, one of the things why I actually made me want to undo it was because the producers were having issues with women were calling up saying that they have multiple orgasms or super orgasms, whatever you want to call it, but they were ashamed of it. Because oh. some of them have had partners who'd shame them for it.
0: Really? Yes. Yeah,
1: so um some people for some women felt like they were a bit greedy they were just different they were weird because you hear all the time about women who just don't have orgasms and women aren't having as much orgasms as, as men and so then you feel find yourself doing the opposite mm-hmm. of what you've heard and a lot of women found there was a lot of shame to it so that for me really helped and also even with me doing I didn't think there was anything up with me being able to have, more, to have multiple orgasms and let me be straight, I've never had multiple orgasms doing masturbation. Who had time for that? I yeah, had to an get orgasm them. and you go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Or you, you know, <laughs> you, know you know, who, who sits there and think, like, I want to do it again, yeah, yeah, I'm going yeah. to do it again. Okay, yeah, fair like, you don't. It's normally that normally happens to I said I said it, said it to them before, which is just that it was when I when I'm with a partner and normally from different particular positions, and I can achieve it, but it wouldn't be something I had to do on my own. Mm. And so I think that. First of all, I do think that there is there, there, that kind of documentary that kind of show can kind of cause women to feel like they're they, they, yeah, it's something that they should achieve. And you know, their partners might be like, Oh, women have multiple orgasms, blah blah. blah. But I think that, um, one thing we have to accept eh, is that women are m- more are designed to have multiple orgasms, eh. mm-hmm. and whether you can achieve it or not, it's just what it's just. Because we don't have that refractionary uh, refractory period. I could never pronounce it my awful R's. Um, period. Which um, which just means that whereas men, they they have that period where they have to kind of go and completely lull and just, like, chill out for a little bit. Mm. Um, but women don't really have that. I'm not saying that all women all should have that, but it's just, I think, sometimes media and stuff tell women a lot of times what they can't achieve, which kind of creates this... Mm. Um, Oh, what is the word for it? Where you um,
0: create your own destiny? There's a word for oh, it. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Self-fulfilling
1: prophecy. Yeah. When you get told a
0: lot, so for me, when it when becomes, the, they have put it as this as this standard. Thing, yeah, yeah that, exactly. Oh my God, someone women yeah. do it, but it's just yeah, you know exactly. Okay, yeah, I get you. And
1: I genuinely believe a lot of it is a it's a mind it's a, it's a mindset, and it's not the woman's fault at all. Mm. We have to remember that, but the mind is really. I always I tell people, maybe I'll say, Oh, you have multiple orgasms you know you are to I started masturbating at eighteen. Though. Oh, okay. And that was because I worked in nine summers and I had an awesome ma- manager who was very sexually open. Mm. And she was now now's when I started masturbating, I started masturbating with toys. It was when I was at twenty five I started masturbating with my hands. So. Mm-hmm. That was because I had to go vocal to and I didn't have a toy. I got caught on holiday. Oh yeah. man, yeah. I've, I've got
0: to do this, I've got to do this. Exactly. It.
1: So I was an am as I say, I'm Africa, I come from Sierra Leone. In background, masturbation, sex. I had lost. I lost my virginity quite early. I like was virgin at twelve. Not best situations, but it happened. And um, and I was completely clueless. Sex was about the partner, about, about the man, for me, for all of my teens. And I never until
0: I kept, started working in and summers. So uh, I think you can't, you have the same idea that I have, and I think a lot of women do have where instead of putting the, the responsibility of your sexual pleasure or your pleasure in general mm. on someone else, you should be having... You should be able to do that yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe at a young age, especially when you're having sex, a lot of times maybe you're having sex because... You think it should. You, should, you Obligate, think it should. It's yeah. obligated you're with a partner. You know, partner relationship. Or, that's, yeah, that's yeah, how and you keep like, your partner. You that I mean,
1: stupid idea as well, that if you want to keep your man, you need to make sure you keep him sexually satisfied.
0: He's not even a man at this age. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah, exactly. You know, it's... it's, it's It's, yeah, it's really sad. I think I lost my virginity quite long, quite young. Not that I was Mm. 14. I was going through a lot of shit and it wasn't the best situation either. And that affected a lot of my future partners because of the situation with that one. Um, And it just, it was only when I I took back, I think the power, I I took back my own sexual power to say, no, this is what I want. Yeah. I know my body can do it because I can do it by myself and I'm not allowing myself to do this mm. in a relationship or giving the person the opportunity. And it's only when I kind of came to that realization, I started having better sex. Yeah. I started having better solo sex as well. Yeah. Because it was it was it was mine. It yeah. wasn't someone else's right to give it to me. It was mine. Does that make sense? Yeah, that
1: completely makes sense. Um it's like me for the first time I had a, I had an orgasm, I was 15 and I never knew what it was. Mm. I genuinely thought I might be dying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It does feel yeah, bad. I like I we felt, know. It was
1: this feeling. Obviously, I've had sex before plenty of times before that because I was publishing oh. early and I never felt that. And this feeling, it was just where I normally call this it, a, a explosion, I call it the falling feeling. And I felt like mm-hmm. I was falling into this... And I into just death. Fallen. Yeah. <laughs> You're falling into falling, death. Yeah. And I remember I was clinging onto the poor guy yeah, for my life. Because I thought, oh, shit, I'm this dying. And that's how the family's going to find me. My family's going to find My mum's going to come in. Because, obviously, it was, you know, she was at work. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> and I was working yeah, You probably should have been at school. So <laughs> I I have been, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm with this guy. And I'm basically going to die on this bed come and home. stuff. And, um... And I, that was the first time I had an, an orgasm. So that was my period as well when that happened. Mm. And and, and i and did, I didn't know how to achieve it again. Mm. And then I had a multiple orgasms, like probably like sixteen. Mm. I didn't know what it was again, mm. but I didn't know how to get it back. It was when I started masturbating, I understood what? what worked and what didn't, and what what I was going through, and how to continuously achieve mm. it. Mm. And it was only through masturbation. I feel like if I didn't get into masturbation. And fully embrace it the way I did it, I would not be able to achieve any of these things multiple mm. orgasms, um, any, anything that's come to do with sexually enjoy, enjoyment. I mm. wouldn't be able to do it right mm.
0: now. There's so much not even stigma that like I get DM questions with women saying, Oh, I masturbate and it just doesn't work for me. And I was like, It's just its a weird one, like to answer, it just doesn't work for me because I, I always give them like really long, helpful tips mm. that I, I would think are tips. But it's like, you have so much expectations about, I'm masturbating, therefore I should have an orgasm, which is great, but I think masturbation as well is about learning yourself and learning what you enjoy, different touches, different parts of your body, what makes you feel good, rather than just it being goal-orientated, like I am masturbating to come. Sometimes, fuck it, I need to go sleep, yeah? Yeah. Or I'm in a shit mood and I need to get back to focus, I'm going to do it, so it's very goal-orientated, but at this point, I kind of know what I'm doing with myself, but... I just think with a lot of women who maybe are struggling having an orgasm, especially with in masturbation, it's the goal. It's the it's standard. The goal, yeah, and again, and it's healthy. a as well. But a lot of women think they should have an orgasm by struggle, this time because yeah. you see porn and yeah. it's. Yeah. Um, I did a really good um, podcast with Jet Set Jasmine and yeah. King The and we were talking about that whole thing as well. And it's just the unrealistic expectations of porn. It's yeah. just unethical. Ridiculous, yeah. It's not unethical. It's just unrealistic, yeah. and you have to take off your rose-colored your yeah. glasses to kind of see through it. Right, so I wanted to um, talk to you a bit about Scarlet Ladies, oh, the uh, company that, baby that you run. Your baby. No, you. Your baby. So mm-hmm. can you just tell us a bit more about it? What What is it? What is okay. your name?
1: So we are a sex-positive community, but we focus... F- f- well, we focus completely on women. We are for women only, or people that identify as female. Um and we are trans inclusive um, and for us the idea behind it is to create a space for women to be able to have open conversations to explore their sexuality and to get rid of shame and stigma. Um, one of the th- great things about our community is just that a lot of members come in and they've experienced ladies and they experience a membership in the community and they're kind of just like, oh they wish this community can kind of live throughout their life or every, when they step out and they step out and it's a completely different world um which we understand obviously we've had some people it's just like well you create this community but how do you make women be able to go out and explore that and mm. and to maintain that and for us it's just we do workshops we do talks we do um socials members organise to go out together and we have things like off that off the records where if you if it's not it's not really sexual it's just more of about building this community when we first started, started ladies we do lots of different events so. mm-hmm. And The events were fun, but we just felt like there was something missing. A lot of women wanting to build that connection,
0: Mm -hmm. you know. You a lot of the times when women come some people that look a little little bit more quiet, yeah, they want it, but they don't want it, yeah. But it's not, yeah, it's
1: not even that. It's just that you get even women who are quite out there or they are with no more vocal, they want to have like a tribe of women where they can Mm -hmm. talk openly about sex just because. You might have friends who you can actually talk about sex but how far do you go in that conversation it's how honest is that conversation friend, very far <laughs> we know no, everything come on i told you i'm over That's but not every woman <laughs> yeah, has that definitely. and not every woman feels comfortable with their friends not every woman is that comfortable talking about sex with their friends so having that space where they feel like they can now communicate and have that where they can talk about sex explore meet up build friendships with women who are in the same kind of mindset as them is awesome for them so like for example, in two weeks we have our Scarlet Ladies picnic, which is non-sexual, it's just hanging out okay. and stuff. So it's
0: just building friendships Friends, just exactly. Real. So there's a like minded people. people. Exactly,
1: exactly. Whilst well, so you have kind of developing, so we do workshops and programs and all of those things basically. And obviously London we so it's two times membership, we have online membership, which means that if you want more flexibility, you pay ten pounds a month. If you want London membership, which is basically pay about £40 and you get access to all of the events so, Okay. Um, and we do basically weekly events or um, six events a month, then so okay. Really that's quite, quite, it's a sh- quite
0: a it's quite a bit, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's quite a lot. lot. I yeah, love <laughs> it. I mean, you're getting a lot, lot. for your money, isn't you it? Like, you a lot know, for that, not yeah. like Saturday up the park. Yeah, exactly, like you're, no, getting... You're, getting,
1: you're getting workshops, you're getting teachers, you get what kind of workshops. And so, workshops we tend we don't focus on a particular area, we focus on you might get a workshop on kink and BDSM, what focus on the relationships, you might get a workshop on Tantra. Um, learning about desire, learning about orgasms, it just varies. Um our events calendar has all of that on there. Um and then um one of the things that we focus on, which is the core thing of all of our events is that it's about you as an individual. It's not about and your what partner. You want. Oh, what you okay. want. Yeah. It's not about what you, it's not about your partner. You could be regardless of your sexual orientation or, or how you identify the idea is that you come in and you learn about yourself and you develop yourself mm-hmm. and you build friendships. For yourself, mm. and then you can go out and basically continue. Because when thing. you think
0: about it, as an adult, mm. but outside of school, it's some, Sometimes it could be kind of hard to build friendships with people if it's not like work based. Most of our life is work, mm. so you have your work friends, and then you have your friends from maybe school days, school days, <laughs> yeah. or when you're younger. But to form relationships with other people, especially living in London, could be quite difficult. Difficult, yeah. So it's just like another way to, to another, meet other people, yeah, yes, yeah, which is really cool. So do you think that um. Talking candidly about sex can affect your sexuality. Mm. And the reason why I asked this question is because I did go to one of, I think it was like your social events, yeah. and um, there was someone who was mentioning that since coming to, who's a member, who's coming to your um, events or becoming a member, that she's realised that she's actually gay. Mm. Um, and she'd lived her whole life thinking she was straight. And it's like, that's a major change <laughs> in your life. It's a, it's a great one because she seems to be really happy yeah i mean do you think that just having the conversations alone can affect your yeah. sexuality
1: i think it's the conversations in the community when you have a community of women who are in the same place as you or you're having conversations with women who are going through that journey or having that journey you able to identify more you'd be able to you listen to so many there's so much inspiration that can be drawn on from what they class as ordinary women, I use ordinary women quotes, by the way. You mean heteronormative? Um, no, no, oh. I not say ordinary your day-to-day woman, not a woman who's in a, who's in, who identifies as a dumb or anything like that. I mean like just yes. your standard, you know, everyday woman who's not running any sex positive, enough nothing. She's just, you know, maybe you working as an receptionist. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So now you say ordinary women, I mean for quotes, quotes. like yeah. the idea of what an ordinary woman is. And um and there's everyone has such amazing stories. Like, you meet someone, you probably see them, and you probably think, oh, there's nothing really... much." You hear their stories, their relationship, their sexual experiences, and there's so much. And I think that is what inspires a lot of women to really start understanding. They might see certain patterns that relates to them. And also, when you have a community, that's really kind of your champion. For you, when you want to do something, there's no-one telling you, oh, you know, um, questioning you in that kind of way. it's very open. It's very um, open, and I think that allows that. And obviously, the conversations... What we have is that whilst we might have the, the educators coming in, we also have lots of women, you know, what we call our members or communities. You just have open, just all oh, these women talking, talking about talking themselves. About, yeah, exactly. And I'm so
0: with that. It's very it's yeah. really similar to AIM appointment, which yeah. so what I'm trying to build and what I am building pre- yeah. is because there's so much knowledge just between us as That's women. Exactly. We don't need... The quote expert, exactly. your friends. If you really had yeah. an open conversation, mm. could probably teach, teach you so a lot, much, yeah. so much more. Yeah. So you don't need all of these things. It's just that feeling confident enough and yeah. comfortable enough and safe enough exactly. to be able to have that confident conversation. Yeah.
1: And the the sad thing is just that the problem is because there's this idea of sexism. If you're sexually empowered or sexually liberated or sex or just a sexually confident woman, you must be having lots of sex. And having, there's all of these so many fucked up notions about, so therefore people create this idea in their head which prevents them from opening up. Just because you might not necessarily go to a um, a sex party does not mean you are not a sexually empowered woman. Mm. I don't go to sex parties, I'm not interested in that. I'm very vanilla. Mm. And it took me a look. But a even that term, so. vanilla, yes, what the hell? Yeah, I know it's a, i it's a I'm cow. sure your
0: your sex life is probably great. No, right now, right now it's not. Right okay. there's <laughs> no sex no, life. Know, sex, <laughs> like, sex there's, 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 a, there's a There's a
1: There's a drought. Exactly, okay. like, <laughs> it's like it's myself and okay. my satisfyer. does satisfy. I have
0: a satisfy, and I have a lot of toys. I'm yeah, working, yeah, I
1: work, I yeah, work in shift, yeah, so I have a lot of toys. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I am, you know, but. These, all of these ideas prevent women from talking because they always expect their friends to have all these better sex lives. Nice. And then that means you then end up talking more um, extravagantly about your sex life kind of putting your sex life in the pedestal. I but did to, All you want to say is, uh, I don't want to have sex today. Yeah. I don't want to have sex in months.
0: So I did this, so especially when I was younger. I, I've said it here before. I used to lie. I used to lie to my friends. Yeah. My friends were saying they had fantastic orgasms. He thought, yes, so You, yeah. and you flipped me upside down and I came. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> the, the other day, yeah. The other day. Oh, my God. It was so good. No, the other day, I was dry as fuck. It was painful. <laughs> I was bored. Exactly. I kind of did my uni work or my college work in my head. I thought about Sunset Beach. Mm-hmm. This is, like, five years after this. Yeah, three yeah. months back, you know. <laughs> It wasn't great, yeah. but because I felt like I had, there was an expectation that I had to be having this fantastic sex, and sex doesn't have to be this stupendous, fabulous, fantastic... Exactly. Sometimes just a five-minute shag yeah. actually is it's it's quite the, nice. Yeah, exactly. Missionary
1: position, exactly. not it. Exactly. I don't get when people talk about all these different positions, because I'm just like, all these positions are not going to really get me to where I want to get to. Yeah. They give me that pleasure. Like, there's positions that giving me more of a leg cramp than it gives me... Listen, I'm never going to lie, yeah. I'm not up. a
0: small girl, okay? I'm yeah. not small. And sometimes there's certain positions...
1: It just doesn't work. Some of us are just, them. just exhausted. You believe in hard and harder to the anything out. You're sweating my eye and right now. It's, 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 it's the wettest part of
0: you is your forehead. No, no, I'm not. That's not that's your <laughs> Yeah, it's just. Right, every, yeah. Every, this is not fucking you like squirting out your eyes, yeah, literally, not out your face, not, not out of
1: yeah. anywhere else, apart from every other bodily part I do you know.
0: I think sometimes that the good old missionary position just gets a bad rep because it's boring but do you know what? It just gets it just it gets what it's like done, Men and women like it. It gets there's really a reason difficult. why it's a missionary position, yes, it might be based, but just it because it, something is
1: traditional, it's kind of like there's you know, common, does not mean it's, because it's lasted all of these years, Mm. that means it actually works. Yeah. If it doesn't work for you, fine, but,
0: don't shit on the missionary. <laughs> like, the missionary, like, <laughs> he, got, he got us started <laughs> no. and, and he'll get you to the end, okay? You are right. You are yeah. right. I love the good day missionary position. I yeah, definitely. Like, I can reach everything I need to reach. They can reach everything they need exactly, to reach. Exactly, yeah. We can make it romantic. No one's going to gonna die in like, bed. No, or, but then if they do, like, die on top of you, then you've got to kind of push them off. It's that, kind of awkward, I suppose. <laughs> kind of kind of awkward. Let's just hope that never happens. <laughs> so, touch I did want to ask you about... Um, The conversations that you had within Scarlet Ladies and obviously you've been to a lot of talks Mm. and, you know, you've hosted it. Have you seen any trends or things that are happening now, like movements or things that are really great or things that have just stayed the same constantly or things that like, you know, these conversations have been coming up ages and for ages and nothing has happened. Is there anything that's really good, bad from these conversations? Any trends?
1: Trends as in, like um, so. For example, that external or within the community, or what actually really happens. What happens with women?
0: What happens to women? So, for example, you know we've had the whole Me Too movement, mm. um, which is still quite big. But there was the time before when we weren't talking about that, mm. um, and it got really, really big. And it's kind of quieting down a bit, but people are maybe now more empowered to talk about their situations. Um, so that's kind of like a whole movement that that's happened. Yeah. But then there's still things that. Um, Maybe you hear and you have been hearing for years and still not really anything has been done about it. Like, I don't know. I keep farting doing sex. Well, actually, we've got this great new product. We'll, we'll stop you farting. It's not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I'm just, oh, no, no. just, <laughs> just I'm just making something up. I just, do you understand what I mean? Like the trends right. within the conversations. Because sometimes it's, it's the kind of, like, yeah. I guess, to like talk about, Sex right now, it's quite you know a thing to be able to talk about it.
1: I think the one topic that's still kind of sh-
0: shamed a little bit,
1: or not spoken about shame itself. A lot of women suffer from shame. Some oh, women, I, mean. I remember we had an event and it was it was about shame, and then a lot of women didn't say that they they felt shame, but because I signed up a lot of the women or all of the women, I know what the issues are. So I know what is, but they didn't associate it with the term shame, or they didn't, or they Can didn't you give identify. Me an so there's a lot of like shame in regards. For example, it could be, um, say, I can't use women's members stories, stories yeah. but I'm just gonna just give an random example. Like it could be something about masturbation, or maybe sexual health. Maybe they've contracted a. Uh, SDI somewhere.
0: Or maybe even, like, uh, a lot of women uh, come from lesbian sex, but they identify straight and it can be kind of shameful. Yeah, exactly.
1: But a lot of women... uh, uh, Most of the time, if you're in a community like Scott Ladies, there would be some sort of shame because you are looking to overcome something. You aren't... If you overcome, you're not going to go to a community that's about sexually empowering you, are you? I mean, I would. I mean yeah, yeah but, but, but even if you are like even with me I am someone who is very much sexually um, I can talk about sex I can go on podcasts I can talk about and stuff like that and I don't have no issues in regards to talking about it, it doesn't mean I don't have still don't have shame okay yes. yes I don't have shame about the type of porn I watch which I do you know
0: mm. um, what are you watching, watching. <laughs> and, you know sometimes you're
1: just like why am I watching this no yeah, oh. you know, sometimes you go
0: down a dark hole where it's like what? That video, and then at least in that video, that's that's like, video. Oh, what is that why is that? Yeah. I didn't realise that ten minutes. Okay, I'm not gonna ever talk I'm getting, about it. I'm this. getting a bit of contraction right now. Yes, oh, like, so like, oh, yeah, oh, jump! Literally, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Let's not speak. Let's, yeah. He, he must not be named. <laughs> literally. Exactly.
1: So there's a lot of shame, and I think shame is a conversation that a lot that there's not there's. We talk about pleasure a lot, but you can't get to pleasure without dealing with shame. Mm. So we talk about we need to tell with people about pleasure. I get the sex education side, but that's not getting really dealt with with as much in schools and stuff, because that's the idea, talking about pleasure more in sex education and stuff. But for women who've passed that stage, um, how did they get to that point of getting to that pleasure side? If you're struggling with with masturbation, you're struggling with orgasms, um, you're struggling with even enjoying sex with your partner, a lot of the time, shame is...
0: Associated,
1: associated with it, there. there's something there, mm-hmm. so it's f- figuring that. But a lot of people, there's not a lot of conversation, even in the sex positive community. When yeah. I see a lot of things, I don't really see that much conversations about shame. Though.
0: Okay, so that's something interesting and something that I will probably be aware of now. Maybe mm-hmm. try, yeah, and include it in, yeah, my posts on social yeah. media and my podcast. Uh, the shame, because I do agree with you actually. Now that you're saying it, because I am quite confident and I talk about sex, but I still have some things that I think. Hmm, wouldn't want anyone to know mm.
1: that. Because we're conditioned to, to, to know. Everyone is conditioned to see what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. So, you know, we, we've grown up. For us, for example, we're both from Sierra Leone. And are you Christian?
0: I don't have religion. Okay.
1: So I am obviously grew up as Christian and stuff. And and my family's Christian. I know, I know for a fact there's lots of uh, things I that's been kind of imprinted in me. Mm-hmm. is what is acceptable and what is normal. And yes, I'm doing something that's not, you know, that's not like really acceptable mm. within my community or how I've been raised up as. But does not mean. But obviously, I'm still going to have a strain with, with certain aspects yeah. of, of that. It's, it's, it's just what it is. Just, it's childhood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and I, and,
1: and I don't think there's, there's. And women struggle with their sexuality not because of the fact that they just. One of the things I we found when we did our study, um, which was talk sex change lives. When we did our study, it was about... Um, we found that most women knew what they wanted. It's just that they weren't and able to communicate. Yeah, it. and that's true. And that's really... A lot of women... that that's we, quite sad. You hear a lot of women, when they masturbate, they can... They orgasm well, they can... You know, and when they're with their partner, they, they can't do that. They're not enjoying sex. Mm.
0: How do you think that we can overcome the shame?
1: I think it's about really having, you know, the... The people who are open, able to talk about it to continue the conversations. I and think the conversation is basically sense. the main is the main thing. Being able to have that, you know, nobody's gonna get up and go and see a therapist or sexological bodywork or coach or anything like that until they can identify there's something that they need to work on it. Mm-hmm. And the only way they can see that is when they start listening to other women and seeing their patterns mm-hmm. or listening to other stories to so really start seeing. And so I think the main, the one thing is the conversations. I just think that you, really you important. need that because you might not necessarily. We have our, our women's circle, for example, and not everyone comes in to talk, and and, and be and kind of present. So our circle is like a culture circle. Three women have opportunity to share their concerns or whatever, and talk, talk about it. So it's once a month, and then the rest of the group so ten people maximum. The rest of the group just can listen. Some women just come every month just to listen. And we know that just by listening and being able to listen to other people's um, concerns and their can help you to deal with your own stuff. Mm. So that that open thing of just being able to listen to somebody talk about sex,
0: that's how Scarlet Lady started. Yeah, um, it just, gives, yeah, it just it gives you that sense that you can hear other people's journey yeah. in a safe place. And again, like you're planting the seed. Exactly. you planting the seed. So exactly. when you're ready, you know that there's a safe place for exactly. you. Or there's a conversation going yeah. on that you can yeah. join into. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Um... So we've come to the part of the podcast where I'm going to ask my guest to give a surprising fact or an easy win when it comes to either sex masturbation or orgasms.
1: Oh, this is hilarious because the thing I thought was going to be my surprising fact was like, "I really researched it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh,
0: I thought the super orgasm was going to be my surprise. Okay, fact. Babe, I do my research. I, was I do my like, research. Oh, by the way, when I want
1: to ask about the super orgasm. I was like, "Shit, <laughs> <"Chill, laughs> that is my secret."
0: sir. <laughs> That's right. We know
1: on Channel Four. <laughs>
0: been on for like four years three, four years like
1: come on I paid my TV licence <laughs> <laughs> and I have illegal boxes <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so my my secret in regards to that is um, I recently learned how to squirt on demand ooh
0: shit I know
1: um since I was probably like
0: 2022
1: 20, or something I was listening squirting everywhere mm. And I was obsessed with it, and I really wanted to do My thing was just to squirt on someone's face, right? That was Why just, not? Exactly. That was Why just not like my fantasy, and I yeah. just couldn't get it. To so one point, I nearly popped my eardrum. I kind was of like, <laughs> trying to squeeze out because I heard that for you, girl, you have to push that.
0: <laughs> so I, like, push that. You could have done a lot more than just done, pushing down down there. A lot more could
1: I than tried. I sweated I was. I really thought, out <laughs> to get this going. get this it's going. Horrible, yeah. And I remember the first time it happened again, which was uh, a few years ago, and it happened. And I just thought I peed myself, and I remember I kind of laid in the bed and just nearly cried. I was really embarrassed, and I just thought I'm, I, like I, I could now. Yeah, yeah. and I was just like, I was just masturbating, so like pissed in my bed, and then. And then obviously you didn't do the check and you realize, mm, it's not. But then it's kind of like, well, is it's, it? Is, is it? it? Yeah. Because, you know,
0: you do know that. It comes with the same tractors. It comes with the you? same yeah, So there's, it's there's it's...
1: that still that lingering. So mm. it's just like, shit, uh, what is this? And then it happened again, where I just couldn't, I didn't know how to kind of really control it. But for the first time in, in the past couple of months, I started seeing this guy who his long distance relationship. Um, I've been with him for like eight months or so. So we've been doing the whole video when you're doing the videos I finally learned how to find my G-spot because I didn't know my G-spot before oh my god can you imagine the super orgasm This spot yes so but were you having clitoral okay, I concert. was in all cl- clitoral wow I didn't know where my <laughs> G-spot was I, I knew there was a thing called G spot because mm-hmm. I've read it but I just didn't know I had. Yeah, maybe need to read my posts. Oh God! So I tell women where
0: it is, how to get I, it. I
1: knew where it was, but I just didn't. It just I, also did apply to I wasn't you. I wasn't also someone that was when I masturbate. It was not about like, I didn't yeah put anything inside. It was just clit for me, yeah. and it was only about penis. And I'm still I'm still ashamed I'm ashamed to say it now, which is that sex with a part of a guy, yeah, really, truth, I tend to focus more on. You know, if, you, if I'm on top, I just kind of make, is he enjoying me being on top? Is he really yeah. bored? Is he sleeping? Yeah. Don't be a sleeper. Yeah, you, kind have, of you need things. to get a little
0: bit selfish. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so I just never... So finally, I kind of... With this whole long-distance relationship, I decided I was... Then that I, I did the videos. Mm-hmm. And then I started. Then I thought, G-spot. And then I just learned how to do it. So now I literally can... Just I, I do it. And I've, and I've done multiples.
0: So Lola, Lola Jean has
1: she she is squares. literally like she's I, she really gushes out I can't gush out but she a, I want to falls out that she just got like a so like, trip <laughs>
0: just like a it's always her ones are clitoral from what she said. Oh yeah not G spot I've st- never had I've
1: never had i I've, I've had a, I've had a clitoral with, with, with the first one because I never used to do the penetration
0: but then this one is just G spot mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quiz you a bit more on this I think on the panel, not right now because unfortunately we do we have come to the end of the podcast is it
1: coming? Is it coming?
0: Yeah, but uh, Jeanette is going to be on uh, the panel talk the um, National Orgasm Orgasm Day in end of July, Uh, this will probably come out in August Um, so she will be on the panel (laughs) talk so you probably will hear a bit more where she'll explain a little bit more about her um, squirting (laughs) escapades, you know, wetting the bed (laughs) or kissing the bed. (laughs) Goshing it out. gushing it out, you
1: know. Some waterworks going on. I'm crying out my vagina. (laughs) I've never heard that (laughs) one. Crying out my vagina.
0: Okay, that's a new one. Crying out of her vagina. I'm sure I'm going to update you guys on more of her crying out of her vagina. But for now, I'm going to bid you adieu. And I will see you next time. It's been a pleasure having you listen. i hope hopefully enjoyed it. If you have any questions, you can always email me. Um, go to the website, um, amappointment.com. Appointment, am uh, I'm really active on Instagram, and that's am.appointment. Uh, hit me up with questions. And if you have more questions for Jeanette, I will be sure to ask her and post it. Thank you so much, Jeanette, for coming. It was a pleasure. Thank you. It was awesome. And I will see you soon. Yes, perfect. Thank you. you.